Support for the Fact Checker podcast is provided by New Pioneer Food Co-op. Celebrating 50 years as Eastern Iowa's source for locally and responsibly sourced groceries with stores in Iowa City, Coralville, and Cedar Rapids, and online through Co-op Cart at newpi.coop. Hello and welcome to this week's Fact Checker Podcast. I'm Marissa Payne, the Gazette's Director of Government Reporter. I'm Erin Jordan, I'm the Gazette's Investigative Reporter. I'm Elijah Decius, the Gazette's Feature Reporter. And I'm Michaela Ram, the Gazette's Healthcare Reporter. So this week we'll be looking at the claim from the Cedar Rapids Police Chief, uh, Wade German, about the use of automated traffic enforcement cameras. Um, so I think this will actually be pretty timely because it seems to be up for debate today in the Senate. Um, so yeah, let's take a look at this claim. Um, so Cedar Rapids, as it has for many years, is fighting against Iowa lawmakers' attempts to regulate or ban the use of automated traffic enforcement camera systems, um, which are devices that local law enforcement officials say promote safety, while the cameras have been criticized over the years as cash-generating constitutional violations. So this claim is from a January legislative hearing on a Senate file uh, 2061, which would ban cities or other entities from using the devices if installed or operated by an out-of-state company. And uh, KWWL reported that the police chief uh, in Cedar Rapids, Wayne German, said, deploying automated traffic enforcement cameras, we have reduced speed-related collisions, collisions that result in injuries, and collisions that result in the loss of life. Um, and, and this bill would affect um, Cedar Rapids because the city uses Massachusetts-based Census Gatso for its traffic cameras. Uh, that bill passed out of committee but didn't meet legislative hurdles to advance further. Uh, but, uh, you know, looking at this claim still remains relevant because another proposal to ban the cameras, um, Senate File 2319, remains alive and um, I believe is being debated in the Senate today. So, and um, we'll take a look at the data um, behind the claim from the police chief here, you know, showing that these cameras have reduced collisions. Uh, Cedar Rapids, uh, the, the system here became operational in 2010, but was stopped for some time in April 2017 after the Iowa Department of Transportation um, in 2015 said that some cameras on or near Iowa highways had to be shut down as they were causing motorists to drive dangerously slow. The cameras remained in use until the Polk County District Court in 2017 ruled that the Iowa Department of Transportation had authority over the devices. Um, but in 2018, the Iowa Supreme Court ultimately reversed that ruling and found that the department lacked authority to regulate the cameras. So Cedar Rapids reactivated the devices in July 2019. Um, but before the activation of cameras again in 2019, the city says that there's a 43.2% chance that a crash resulted in an injury, and that likelihood dropped to 22.6% after activation. Uh, so city data shows that crashes overall and collisions resulting in injury on Interstate 380 have fallen with the use of the cameras. Average crashes with injury uh, per month have decreased from 1.81 to 0.9. Um, a decline of 53.3%, and then average crashes overall each month 
fell 26.2% from 4.58 to 3.38. The city also compared um, six intersections within the city um, and then six without traffic cameras uh, to show that those with the devices, the intersections with devices see fewer collisions overall and fewer causing injury and property damage. Um, so intersections with cameras saw a total of 17 crashes resulting in injury and 36 causing property damage. So it's a total of 53. And much of that was driven by collisions on northbound Center Point Road, which saw seven injury causing and 14 property damaging crashes. Um, Edgewood Road and 42nd Street Northeast, as well as Williams Boulevard and 16th Avenue Southwest, each saw just one collision causing injury out of 16 crashes combined. Um, meanwhile, things are pretty different for intersections without cameras. Um, and the crashes with injury were only slightly higher at 21 total, um, but all six intersections had more than one collision resulting in injury, and there were 111 crashes total at these intersections. So 111 crashes total compared to, um, you know, 53 total is a significant difference there. Um, Fatal crashes also have fallen with the use of the cameras. The city counted seven fatal crashes without the devices from 2003 to 2009, whereas there was just one with the cameras in place from 2010 to 2017. And um, during that time frame, there was only one fatal crash. So, um, and then from July 2019 through December 2020, there were no fatalities recorded but in 2021, there was one fatality. So, um, you know, according to all the data that the city has, uh, Wayne German, the police chief, is correct that with tra traffic cameras, Cedar Rapids has seen fewer collisions, and that includes crashes re resulting in fatalities and injuries. And of course, there could be other factors resulting in, um, you know, the reduction in collisions, especially with COVID. We know that fewer people were on the roads for much of 2020, so that might have a hand in some of that. Um, but, you know, the data does show at least that there's a reduction in collisions with these cameras. So while some lawmakers may see the devices simply as cash cows for municipalities to fund some of their law enforcement expenses, there is a public safety case to be made for keeping the devices in operation. So we give uh, German an A and I'll open it up to the team. Marissa, do you know how many um, cameras we have total in, in Cedar Rapids? Or roughly how many? You know, I actually do not know. I know there's, like, they counted six different intersection cameras, and then there's a few along the interstate, notably along the S-curve. Okay. But I don't know off the top of my head the total. And so is um, Chief German making claims strictly to speed cameras, or is it also is there also some relationship to the red light cameras as well? Because I know a lot of our intersections have both of those in one place. Uh, specifically to the speed cameras. Yeah, I think this is an interesting um, check because obviously the traffic cameras are really contentious. You know, people who hate them really love to hate them. And um, people who think they are a good deal are kind of like, where are you even coming from? You know, and, and I know initially when there was were laws being passed, a lot of the lawmakers themselves had gotten numerous tickets, speeding tickets coming through Cedar Rapids. And it kind of makes you think like, oh, why are you fighting these 
um, speed, the speeding, uh, speed cameras. So um, I, I like that we're getting at some of these statistics and kind of testing whether they are accurate or not. Um, I wanted to ask the point where they looked at different intersections to look for accidents. So am I right that they're comparing like some intersections that do have the cameras and some intersections that don't have the cameras? Yes. Okay. See, to me, like that's a little bit flawed because obviously every intersection is a little bit different in terms of how many lanes it has, in terms of what, you know, access points are nearby for like businesses or that kind of thing. Or if it's like just coming off of like a higher speed road. So, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I still think that you get an A for that, but I think that if you were looking at like the most credible study of all, that would not be the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fair. Cause like what you see with like northbound center point road, I mean, that's like right along the highway interstate. So that makes sense that you're going to see a higher number of collisions there. Um, so yeah, it, to, to your point that each intersection is going to be different. That makes sense. Yeah, it probably would have been a, a slightly better comparison if they compared, you know, the same intersections from post-camera and then pre-camera. I don't know if they have ready data available on, you know, each of those intersections pre-camera installation. Yeah, I can talk and see. Yeah, I would agree. I would think that would be a good point because um, I think um, looking at the data specifically um, for the traffic cameras along Interstate 380, the data does show that there has been a drop. Um, but I see like some of the numbers are like, you know, they, they call it a 50% decline in the number of average crashes with injuries per month, but it's a drop from an average of two to one, right? Um, so I just wonder if that would be more of an apples to apples comparison in terms of like, okay, what is the actual significance of the decline? And the numbers are so low, especially with the fatalities that it really gives, um, you know, it gives a lot of power to just one accident, you know, and that mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I think this may be accurate, but it's kind of a, limited study. I think it might be fair for us to say that, that, you know, with such a small pool of data, it's kind of hard to be super accurate about it. Yeah, the lower your sample size is, the, the higher your margin of error is going to be. But overall, it's not, I mean, given the data on 380, you know, it's not, it's not a, a, a bad inference to, you know, make this kind of comparison to other intersections. It's pretty well-reasoned on German's part. Mm -hmm. I would agree. Um, one other point I thought about, Marissa, and I think you talked about this briefly in the conclusion, just sort of um, uh, some lawmakers are seeing these devices as cash cows. I do wonder if it's worth just pointing out how much money the city has been making from these cameras. I think that's where a lot of the criticism for these cameras are coming from. Um, especially since some of these proceeds are going out of state and the, I believe it's the police department that keeps, gets to keep a portion um, as well. So maybe just kind of a brief overview of, of how that works would be good context to provide in this too. Yeah. And that actually gets, um, you know, kind of to another facet of this debate where democratic lawmakers um, who don't support 
banning the cameras will say, you know, why would you want to ban these cameras? Cities use this to fund their law enforcement expenses. And you say that you don't want to defund the police, but, you know, this would essentially defund the police. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, that, that's worth noting. I mean, it's not that different from, you know, like if if you get a speeding ticket regularly, you pay a fine and that goes back into support, you know, court costs or whatever the different administrative roles are that are involved with getting a ticket. So I don't know. It's not like this is completely different from some of those other practices used in different communities. No, I guess it just enables the police department to get a higher number of speeding tickets, right? Because they don't have to have officers physically pulling people over. Right. And in a place like the S-curve with an elevated highway, I mean, it would be really unsafe to have police officers attempt to like catch people along there and, um, and, and somehow get them to pull over in a safe way. Yeah, haven't we had at least like one incident where a police officer has died while trying to make a stop there? I don't remember. I think there there have been accidents. I know just um, when I was doing some of that research on Interstate 380, um, that is a really dangerous stretch. And in fact, the DOT has put a special lane treatment on the on the when you're driving. You can kind of notice it when your car rolls onto it. It's just a little bit more like traction. So, I mean, everyone knows that's a dangerous stretch. Yeah. And well, last year, there was one of the bills proposed would have had like a particular carve out um, making the S curve an exception. Um, so that way the traffic cameras could have stayed there. But that, that hasn't been revived this year. Um, seems like they're just looking for an outright ban once again. But um, I mean, the House would still have to pass that. So who knows if they'll actually be successful this year. But I agree with an A on this, Chuck. Yeah, I agree with I an do A. Too. Okay, but wait, let me just, like, do we, I mean, just to be a devil's advocate, in the past we have downgraded sometimes when people don't include um, all the available context. Is there important context that German didn't include with this? I mean, yeah, this is a limited study. It can be skewed. Um, it's maybe not like um, apples to apples when you're comparing different intersections, but I don't know that that's like context that he should have included. It, it just wanted to point that, is there anything that we think is important context that he left out? I mean, some of the nuances of like looking at intersection by intersection, I can see maybe wanting more context, but the fact that he said, I mean, he was really just saying overall that these cameras have reduced speed-related collisions, um, and he is correct in that. So, I mean, for that, I would still support an A. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it would have been nice to have that comparison. That would have been the perfect comparison, um, but I don't think I, I don't think the, the, the way he went about comparing it, it compromises his conclusion. Yeah, I would agree. Just kind of looking at what the claim said. I mean, it just says reduced um, speed-related collisions. Um, doesn't really give specific totals or specific um, 
you know, kind of percentiles or anything like that. So yeah, I think um, the context would be nice. The context is good. uh, But I don't think it's I wouldn't think it's enough to downgrade to a B unless, I don't know if Marissa, you're able to hear back from them and get some more apples to apples comparison on that conclusion. Maybe that's a different conversation, but um, I think based on what we know so far, I think this, I think this is good for an A. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Okay. Well, Eliza, I think um, you had a plan for next week that, yeah, so um, for next week's fact checker, I am going to be analyzing um, State Senator Joe Bolcom's um, speech that he gave before um, Reynolds gave the national GOP response to the State of the Union. Um, he listed a, he gave a, a speech with a list of 15 things um, saying these were the things that Reynolds, uh, Governor Reynolds would not say in her State of the Union response. Um, And so I'm going to be analyzing several of those. It'll be interesting. Great. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's time to begin signing off. Then our podcasts are produced by Stephen Colbert. Our fact checkers are edited by Craig Jamalis. And our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. Until next time, I'm Marissa Payne. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Elijah Decius. I'm Michaela Ram. And we will fact check you later. Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.